0: values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. One more reminder that the golf tournament hailed as the People's Open returns to the TPC of Scottsdale as the WM Phoenix Open tees off. February 6th goes through February 12th. You can head over to the contest page at KTAR.com right now for your chance to win tickets. One lucky winner wins Greenskeeper passes. Um wanna talk about guns in a I, I try to do it in a very civil way. I try to do it as because it's a passionate topic. When you talk about abortion you talk these are topics that are very emotional for people. But to try to be as dispassionate as I can because that's the only way I think you get to a solution. There is a story here uh, from the West Valley about a 13-year-old that um, uh, brought a gun to school um, in El Mirage. Two teens were arrested on Thursday after police said they brought a gun to an elementary school in El Mirage, according to the officers. Um, the, the Riverview Elementary School students saw an unloaded semi-automatic pistol lying in the street about two blocks away from the school near 119th Avenue and Cactus Road. The student didn't pick it up and told the staff when he got to school. Officer went to the area where the gun was spotted and they couldn't find it. That's because a 13-year-old student saw the gun lying in the street, picked it up, put it in his backpack. They they went on campus and gave the gun to another 13-year-old student. Investigators said officers eventually found the gun in a backpack. There are a couple of things. Uh, whenever you hear about kids and guns, it's scary. Um, I will tell you that it what is... Um, I guess it's all in how you were raised. I was raised around guns when I was a little kid. Um, my grandfather had uh, rifles. And um, and then when I got older, uh, hanging out with the people I did, my brother being a police officer, I had a brother that's a soldier. Guns were not unfamiliar to us even as adults. When... Um, I was married and my two girls, uh, my ex-wife and I with the girls would go. We lived up in the North Valley. You used to be able to go off of uh, Table Mesa Road out in the desert and shoot. And it was a place where a lot of people went out there. We taught our girls very young, at a very young age, about gun safety. We taught them how to shoot. And I, will, I was being very honest when I said that my, my ex-wife was a better shot than I am. My, my girls learned to be very good with handguns. When my girls turned 21, they have guns. Um, Self protection to me is a responsibility as much as it's a right. But you you listen to the people that that talk about this. My friends that are police officers that have children. The idea of gun safety in their house and and, and you know some of it's take away the mystery. But in the end, we understand that many times whether it's firearms or it's alcohol or it's drugs or it's driving, whatever it is, our job as parents is to protect our children from themselves. Sometimes that part of immature and youth is that you don't see the unintended consequences that could alter your life or end it. And so we spend a great deal of time trying to protect our children from themselves. But when you look at stories about gun violence, um, and there's, there's a lot of different roads to travel down with this conversation. Here's a headline. Florida delivery driver robbed by convicted felons, two of them. Between the two of them, they had dozens of, of charges caught on this terrifying video. These two uh, criminals, uh, long time criminals in Orange County, Florida, was uh, – the dash cam video was released. Uh, these two men had – between them had uh, dozens – dozens of convictions so uh, these two were both have long time criminal records between them they shared 85 felony charges and 11 felony convictions between the two of them they charged with 85 crimes they've been convicted of 11 felonies and they're still on the street let's start there before we start talking about violence, and you can say gun violence if you'd like. I'm just going to talk about violence. Um, if you're going to talk about violent crime, we have to talk about the justice system. I will tell you the frustration for police and for people in the prosecutor's offices are being understaffed, whether it's police on the street and investigating crimes or it is inve- it is um, prosecutors that have the ability to prosecute crimes. When you have a staff of people in policing where you have to, A, you know that your number one responsibility is uh, patrol. That answering calls for service is the number one responsibility of policing. So when you have to have an all-hands-on-deck approach to that, so the investigative units and the specialty units that either um, get criminals off the streets by investigation or by uh, preventing crime by being proactive in policing, when that goes away, it's frustrating. The other frustration on the prosecution side, and it's one that's largely ignored, is when you have prosecutors that are good at what they do. They are aggressive about prosecuting crimes. They want to make sure that criminals pay the price. And most of all, I would say just as importantly that victims get justice. But when you are limited in your staff, you have to make decisions as well. Where a police chief and a command staff makes decisions on staffing based on understanding what their minimum requirements of patrol are and doing that first and then everything else must fall behind that, prosecutors have to do the same thing. When prosecutors are forced to make decisions on prosecuting cases based on severity, based on likelihood of conviction, you start seeing justice get compromised, not because they don't want to prosecute cases, because they don't have the staff to do it. If we truly want a society that is um, law and order, then we have to have a justice system that provides justice to the victims and punishment to the criminals. I say this because this is from Illinois. Illinois is created an armed security protection act, an armed security protection act. It provides, and I'm reading directly from. The HB 1231 that would go into the General Assembly for the years 23, 2023 and 2024. This uh, synopsis as introduced creates the Armed Security Protection Act, provides that beginning July 1st of 2024, banks... Pawn shops, grocery stores, and gas stations in municipalities having a population in excess of 2 million inhabitants must employ and have on the premises at least one guard during the hours they conduct business with the public. Provides that the act is inoperable after June 30th of 2027. So this armed private security guard or guard has the meaning ascribed, and it talks about the legal jargon here. So I want you to think about what they're doing in Illinois. This would pertain, to obviously, to Chicago, correct? Um, isn't it fascinating that in a, in a place where we are saying that we want – less guns on the street. The guns on the street caused the problem and here you are in Chicago, Illinois where it is illegal gun owners, people that shouldn't have them, prohibited possessors, are ruining the lives of families that are law abiding citizens. They have been a part of the defund the police movement. We know what's going on. That mayor has taken so much heat in that city for the rising crime and how they've treated police officers and now the legislature in the state of Illinois wants to say if you're a private business owner, not only do you pay taxes that pay for your police departments, you must now assume the liability because you're going to hire and have to pay armed security guards on your premises. Well, now what happens when there is a physical altercation and the armed security guard that works for your business ends up shooting and God forbid killing a suspect trying to commit a crime on your property? Who's liable for that? This is this – is, you want law and order? You think this is law and order? You're going to force private businesses to hire armed security guards instead of you as a city taking the tax dollars and making sure the police department have all of the employees and the equipment they need to keep a city safe? Not to mention what it does to the insurance and liability of all of those companies. It's absurd. It's absurd absolutely absurd we do a segment called did you hear this monday through friday on the show we do it at 11 20 to catch you up on the headlines it's going to happen here in just a couple of moments i hope you'll stick around for it strong values and strong opinions the mike broomhead show ktar news 92.3 fm and the ktar news app all right for the last day this week let's catch you up on the big news stories did you hear this Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories.
1: Valley economist Jim Rounds told KTAR that he isn't too concerned with Phoenix's housing market. Arizona is still going to be in better shape. Yes, we have housing affordability issues to deal with, but we
0: do, we're going to continue to have growth. We're doing a great job adding uh, employment opportunities for people.
1: Does this give you confidence after the Goldman Sachs report?
0: Yeah, you know, intellectually, I felt the same way when I saw the story nationally saying that Phoenix was one of four markets that was expected to have a dramatic drop in real estate value, and this was from Goldman Sachs. Uh, Instinctively, I looked around the valley, I know what the housing market has been like. I know about the housing shortage and why, without much relief coming, at least in the short term, because of a shortage of workers in the construction field. I just figured we were going to fare more well than the better than the rest of the country. And I also thought because of the growth that we're seeing, because of the industries that have come here and the desert southwest being a destination, that we would fare better. But to hear such upstanding and, and reliable uh, economists like this echo that made me feel much better that it wasn't just what I was seeing, but the- There's some of that data that they see to back it up.
1: Senate Democrats are calling on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate a gun manufacturer that markets a rifle for children. The JR-15 rifle is designed for kids and marketed to families. The manufacturer, We Won Tactical, says on its website it wants to enable safe and instructive shooting experiences for young people.
0: Are you concerned about this? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, that's what every kid did when I was young. That's where you took the mystery about guns away. That's where gun safety came into play. Here's the deal. When you put a firearm in someone's Hand for the first time, especially a young person, and safety is the issue, and they fire a gun for the very first time, there is a lot of responsibility that goes in that power. You can feel the power of that firearm, and immediately there is a respect. Unless you are mentally disturbed, there is an immediate respect, understanding the importance there, and to be surrounded by adults and at a very young age, as you grow up, the maturity goes as well. There is absolutely nothing wrong with starting young people. People out with responsible firearms ownership and handling. No one is turning a six year old loose with a gun in the woods, go play with your friends, but there is something here that teaches them gun safety at an early age so they're not doing dumb things when their friends find a gun somewhere. I think it's a good idea. You are listening to Did You Hear This. We do it every day at this time to catch you up on the headlines. Chief Innovation Officer for the
1: Greater Phoenix Chamber, Jennifer Mellor, says that a shortage of construction workers is causing lags on building projects in Arizona. Look at, at TSMC in the North Valley. That's consuming 10,000 construction jobs. We are continuing to announce every day new new projects coming into the market, and it's just making it more and more competitive when it comes to our construction workforce.
0: What can be done to remedy this? of things. You know, they have the uh, you know uh, Build Your Future Arizona, the, the, the organization where they are helping people that are in other industries or just starting out in the workforce. We've got the CTEDs, the, the uh, career technical education districts where industry professionals are the teachers and instructors at the high school level where these kids are learning skill sets their last couple of years in high school that they can take into the workforce. They have adult education programs on the campuses of these CTEDs as well that are having adults that go back it's like going back to school to learn a skill set you've got the industry itself seeking out people so i think those are going to be the remedies and the only way it's going to happen is it's going to take some time but people have to show the viability that you are going to have a long-term career in these industries and that you're going to make a nice living and you're going to love what you do and you're going to be able to feed your family you will attract people if you can show them that these organizations are doing just that
1: the second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, is the first Jewish spouse of a president or vice president. He is in Poland for a Holocaust Remembrance Day to raise awareness in the wake of rising anti-Semitism and its decline in Holocaust education. 63% of young Americans have no idea that 6 million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust. Emhoff making it clear that it is his mission to fight Holocaust distortion, Holocaust denial, and that he will continue to advocate for Holocaust education. Are you disturbed to hear the statistical yeah. gap in our education system? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely I am. You know, if we uh, if we don't learn history, we're doomed to repeat it and uh, we need to educate kids. My youngest was given an opportunity, I believe in 8th grade, to go with her class to Washington, D.C. and we made sure we jumped on the opportunity. When she came back from that trip with her class, and it was I think a week-long trip to Washington, D.C. where you see all of the memorials and you travel around and you see that great city, the one thing she talked about most and for the longest was about the Holocaust Museum. So much so that there was a church, a local congregation that brought in a Holocaust survivor to speak to a congregation and we went and visited the church because she was so compelled to hear this woman tell her story of Holocaust survival. That when you reach out to young people and you educate them on this kind of loss of life, that humanity can be this depraved, they get a second thought about allowing it to happen again. So yes, this is an important part of world history that must remain alive and we've got to make sure we tell the story accurately and we've got to make sure they understand that this should and can never happen again in this world. Uh, thanks, Julia. Great week as always. And, and thanks for listening to Did You Hear This. Um, hearing the stories of Holocaust survivors, and I've heard a few, I've been able to meet a few Holocaust survivors in my life. Um, To listen to them speak, we have a luncheon every year, the VMLC, Veterans Medical Leadership Council, and one year they brought in a Holocaust survivor as a keynote speaker. And the compelling story, but how matter-of-factly they tell the story now that it just became a part of their life every day, it is is harrowing to think that there was a time – that something like this could happen. And uh, I just, I, and it doesn't matter what your religious background is, doesn't matter what group of people you are, genocide because of that uh, and the levels of depravity that it took to just think to say that these people weren't really people, that they were property and they could be just discarded the way they were was despicable. It was a horrible time in world history. I'm glad it's over, but I don't ever want the memory of it to be lost. And I think um, it should not just be Jews that do this it should not be the jewish people that that tell this story and keep that story alive i think the world needs to do this out of respect for it because it it's not necessarily going to be jews next time it could be another or group of people and we just got to stop it from happening um I want to go back to the economy as Julia mentioned? In did you hear this? Some Valley economists are saying that it's a better. We they believe the housing market will remain better than is being reported, and I believe that to be true as well. But we'll talk more about a well-rounded picture of the economy before we close it out. Next. Strong Values and Strong Opinions The Mike Broomhead Show KTAR News, 92.3 FM And the KTAR News App I'd say we're getting close enough to the weekend to start playing the funk This is about my mood this time of day as I'm ready to start my weekend This explains my mood um, oh, uh, happy Friday. I hope you've got a great week planned or a great weekend planned. I we, uh, mean, we are rolling towards – I think I love this time of year because you've got – and I, we say Barrett-Jackson, but there are so many others that are going on, E and Russo and Steel, and I don't want to leave any out. But the car auctions that are going on, I'm not a car guy, nor can I afford any of those things that are out there. You know that one of the auctions – before I get into this economy stuff, one of the auctions, they just had a, natu- a national story. I think I saw it on the Fox News website. There was a 90- – 1969 convertible corvette that was sold I believe at a South of auction, but here in Arizona this past week um, this thing is uh, it was upgraded, but it was in mint condition it's a beautiful car beautiful car um, sold for over three million bucks. I think it was like $3.14 million. I oh, thought, man, that is that is amazing that you've got that kind of cash to drop on a car, but it was pretty cool. Um, anyway, so I love this time of year. You have Barrett Jackson going on, the, the WM Phoenix Open, which I just think is such a uniquely Arizona fun event that we're all eyes are on Arizona, and the money raised is amazing, and the weather is cool, and the vibe is amazing. Traffic, not so much, but the vibe is pretty amazing. And now you throw into the mix all the Super Bowl festivities that are coming from Scottsdale to downtown Phoenix. Even Glendale now has grown up a bunch and has a bunch of events going out there in the West Valley. It's just a fun time to live in Arizona. So I'm really, I really love this time of year. I'm not looking forward to football being over, but I love this time of year. Um, The, uh, we just, uh, if you heard, um, did you hear this? julia played a clip of an, a local economist saying and i think it was jim Round saying you know we're doing really well here and that although we've seen prices come down they may come down a little bit more but we're not going to see a crash we are going to remain competitive we have growth is still coming here um so it is it, it's not going to be just surviving anymore we're still going to grow and thrive it may not be as on fire as it was but how can you maintain that kind of positive growth that fast for as long as we did now uh Pollock, Elliot Pollock's um, organization had a little bit more of a different approach. They believe there is going to be a drop off, maybe back down to the 2021 levels for um, prices. But it's not a crash. It's an adjustment. And then climbing out from there. It is interesting as we watch these things happen. um, I just think that positioning yourself for the future is always a good idea. Um, You know, again, I've talked about the economy in Arizona being so bad when the crash happened in 08, 09, um, and how, you know, what a tough place Arizona was in. Um, But moving forward from there, climbing out of it, and then learning your lesson and positioning yourself. I have a friend um, who is a, a business owner here in construction. Um, I believe his business goes back to the 1980s. If not, it goes back to the 90s. But I believe he started it in the 80s in the construction world and went through the crash. And he had a time himself where he was in a really bad place financially and had made some mistakes and was very candid with me about it when I was going through the closing of my business. and he had learned his life lessons and put money away and had done the right thing so that when 0809 happened he was so much better positioned for survival that his company's back to thriving and was very quickly compared to other businesses and uh he's been very successful to this day i say that because i think a lot of the lessons learned Um, And what Arizona saw as a government is what led us to where we are right now, Um, specifically in municipalities. If you go into the East Valley and you've seen the immense growth out there, but we're talking about a structured, intentional growth with businesses that flourish and businesses that are high paying jobs and homes that are built that are higher end because those high paying jobs, people want to live in nicer homes. And we're seeing that kind of organized, directed growth when you go to the the Far West Valley, and Buckeye growing as fast as it has grown, and what's happening in the Northwest Valley, all of that was made possible at the state level with intentional growth through the Ducey administration, the Arizona Chamber of Commerce and Industry, the state legislature, and intentionally moving in a direction of enticing industry here, reducing taxes for everyone, for everyone, um, and making sure that we are in a good position so that the next time something happens, we're in a good place. So now we've got a rainy day fund we've got um, in a better position here. So if something were to happen with revenue to the state, there is something to fall back on. But even for people in their regular lives, the, the things we've learned and the potential that you're going to keep your job still remains very, very strong as we try to get inflation under control. Now, nothing I just said was a political statement. It is just about who we are as a community, what works. And we look at our economy and I'm, I'm proud. I've always loved Arizona. I came here for the first first time in 92 on a visit, I fell in love and I moved here in 95. So I'm proud of where I live. And I would want anybody, I think anybody that wants to live in a great place should come here. Um, It is something I would, I, I, I welcome people here. And I think we get a lot more of that as these big events continue to happen. And if you look at the hotel industry and how they are going to benefit from uh, what's happening with the Super Bowl being here at the same time these other major events are going on, you can't – I don't think you can get into a restaurant in Scottsdale right now. I shouldn't say that. There are some restaurants going to email me say, don't say that. But you know what I mean. We are full. Old Town Scottsdale, North Scottsdale, um, the restaurants and the bars and the, uh, the hotels and the resorts, they're full. And it, that bodes well for ownership and management, but it bodes well for the people. That work there for the bartenders and for the waiters and the waitresses and the people that clean the rooms and the maintenance people. It gives you your work is steady. And so those are the things in the economy that I like to see continue. And whatever gets us there, whatever keeps that going is what I think we should be doing. And that's why when I talk about the president's economy, um, I, I disagree. It isn't that I don't like Joe Biden. It isn't any. It's none of those things. What works? And I don't think the punish the rich mentality works. I think what it is is it hurts even the working people. So here's what I'm going to do. I have a a couple of things that the president has said recently about the Republican tax plan of possibly getting rid of the IRS. Now, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But it's the principle behind it and what the president said that I want you to understand. So what I'm going to do in a moment before we close out the week, there are two statements that were made recently by the president that I want you to hear that I completely disagree with. And I think it's more of the problem than it's even close to being the solution. So we'll get to that coming up in just a few moments. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time. I want you to think about this. Uh, play these cuts from the President of the United States, and I'm going to give you some numbers. The President of the United States. There are some Republicans that say that they want to get a um, a uh, 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 get rid of the IRS and the income tax per, as we know it, and go to a a sales a national sales tax of thirty percent on goods and services. Now, the President talks about it being food. I don't know that it's food and the necessities. I thought that it was on other things, but a thirty percent tax, and it's never going to happen. That doesn't take away from the fact that we should be doing something a lot different than we are. But I want you to hear the President in a couple of comments, then I'll give you numbers.
1: The reason they want to do that, they want to eliminate the income tax system. Because guess what? That's the only way that millionaires and billionaires have to pay any taxes.
0: So again, we know, we do know that there are millionaires and billionaires that are Democrats that take advantage of the tax code the way it exists. I ranted about this earlier. That Um, One of the reasons why the tax code remains the way it is is because the rich Democrats would revolt just like the rich Republicans would revolt if you take away their loopholes. Because we're going to get to the numbers in just a moment. So let's put it there first. This isn't just Republicans taking advantage of this. I guarantee you, everyone out there that listens to the lecturing by the very wealthy and the Hollywood elite, I guarantee you, they've got LLCs and companies and ways their money's put away and put over here. It's all legal. They're all doing it to reduce their tax burden. But it's a problem when other groups do it. Not to mention the fact that this president, for about 50 years as a United States senator or whatever it was, helped write and revise the tax code. Here's the other comment.
1: They want to impose a 30% national sales tax on everything from food, clothing, school supplies, housing, cars, a whole deal. 30%. The MAGA republicans deliberately choose to inflict this kind of pain on the American people. Why? Why?
0: So um, I'm going to go with single and not married uh, filing jointly, although it's similar. I want you to know that here's what's the way the the taxes are supposed to be. If you make zero to $10,275, you're supposed to pay 10% over the amount of zero, which means if you make $10,000 a year, you are supposed to pay $1,000 in income taxes. If you make up to forty one thousand, you're gonna pay about twelve percent. And it's all divided up. The first eighty-nine thousand is this and then it's that. Um um from forty one thousand to eighty-nine thousand dollars it's twenty-two percent. Then it jumps um at eighty-nine thousand dollars a year to twenty-four percent. If you make one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year as a single person, it jumps to thirty-two percent. If you make two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars now it's thirty-five percent. And then, if you make over $539,000, if you make over half a million dollars a year, close to $550 a year, there's no limit. It's beyond that. It's after the first $162,000 you make, um, you plus 37%. The tax is $162,000 plus 37% of the amount over $539,000. I want you to think about those numbers. If you pay $10,000 a month in in federal income taxes on average from your paychecks, that's $120,000 per year. Now, we're not talking about the multimillionaires and billionaires. We're talking about someone that makes $539,000 a year, 37%. So if you, let's say you make a million bucks a year, one million bucks a year, the second $500,000, basically the second $500,000 that you make is taxed at 37%. Anybody think that's fair? Well, that's why people are looking at the loopholes and the deductions and they pay accountants and it takes so long to do your taxes. You wanted a fair system, why wouldn't we have a flat tax? Arizona, you pay a certain percentage of what you make. Everybody does. How is that not fair? That sliding tax scale is a punishment to wealthy people. Here's the funny thing. I guarantee you that the President of the United States has accountants that does his taxes. That the President of the United States does not use the 1040EZ form that would allow him to pay more in taxes based on what he made. You take all the deductions you can. It's legal and you should do it. You should take advantage, and not advantage in a negative way, but you should take advantage of the system as it is. Take, you should, uh, like anybody else would, the benefit if it's available to you, you take it. If the American people don't like it, and I don't like it either, when millionaires and billionaires pay an effective rate less than other people do, change the tax code. And the people that need to change the tax code are in Congress. And this president helped write and revise those tax codes for over 40 years these are the things that are frustrating. It's not Republican-Democrat. Why aren't we all complaining that they need to do something? It's not just Republicans taking advantage of these loopholes. It isn't. It's both parties. So just keep that in mind. I Hope you got a great weekend plan. If you're a social media user, I'd love to stay in touch this weekend. My mom's coming to town, so it should be a fun weekend. Follow me at Broomhead K T A R on Twitter. That's my personal account. Um, at Broomhead Show update you on show guests and things we're doing on the show. And Mike Broomhead, all one word on instagram if you want to hit me up there it's a fun place to share things Uh, again i got a weekend plan my mom's coming to town i got an event tonight with salt river police department hope you've got a great weekend planned yourself until monday have a great weekend god bless